0: Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery with your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's gonna listen to this? What a couple of stupid
1: fucking cunts. Welcome to Degenerates Clubhouse, episode 31. Hope you had a good weekend. And I don't know how to end that. That's gonna be that's my version of what the new theme song should
0: sound like. I mean, do we even need one? Can we just clip that and use that every episode? That was really amazing. Probably, considering <laughs> I just made it up on the spot. I didn't really think about it.
1: See, I'm I'm probably okay with coming up with tunes and music stuff. I think you're better at, like, coming up with plots and random shit like you do on uh, uh, New on Netflix.
0: Can we get a, a DJ Khaled remix of that? DJ Khaled. <laughs> I could even sort of kind of not really beatbox.
1: We can We can figure it out. We got time. We're not going anywhere.
0: Without question, you are more musically inclined than I am. Well, fair. I, I mean, I, I told you I didn't even start listening to music regularly until I was in my mid twenties, which most people think's crazy. Hey, my family was weird. Y- you work with what you're given.
1: I think borderline um, criminal, dude. Borderline criminal. I think
0: you, you can say that. I mean, I, you know the the uh, abuse and, and the the. Uh, basement dungeon that was probably a lot worse but you know the music thing was bad too i'm just I'm just kidding mom and dad you guys were great i like the basement dungeon the lotion in the basket was uh
1: probably worse right
0: yeah but it was johnson and johnson lotion and it was really easy so like if it got in your eyes it didn't sting so you know i, I appreciate that i really it's the little things that they do when you're in the basement dungeon to let you know yeah. that they care they cared about your skin health but i might be a little bit better at writing jokes or maybe even getting the gist of lyrics. And then you could take it from there and, uh, and make them actually work in a song. Cause I'm terrible at, at oh, getting yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Speaking of writing jokes, let us return to our segment, making friends on Twitter <laughs> where I have still amusing, hopefully someone other than myself, but definitely amusing myself with interactions on Twitter. And we're going to try a little bit of a different format than we've done before. Armando, We'll be reading the part of the other... What, what are they? Twitter? Twitters? Tweeters. Twitters? Tweeters. Tw- yeah, the other tweeters. And I will be reading my response, so we have a little bit more of a dialogue. So just be aware that what Armando is saying are not necessarily his views, jokes, or opinions. Uh, n- none of these comments are officially endorsed by Mr. Armando Ramirez. This is all silly stuff that I found. So uh, don't add Armando at me at degenerates ch
1: yeah that's what i was going to say is is shout out our handle because if people haven't followed us i know i tag it on all of our shit but sometimes people listening will be able to add us on twitter wh-
0: wh- which which handle should i shout out? you mean the handle at degenerates ch on twitter that one
1: yeah that one that you just said say, say it one more time
0: well, well i say what well, I'm, I'm sorry i keep saying degenerates ch is that is that what you want me to say degenerates the, ch that's the one.
1: Exactly. Perfect.
0: I mean, it's very easy to remember. It's degenerates, like like the thing that we are, and then CH, which is Clubhouse abbreviated, because apparently Twitter does not let you write something out that long. Degenerate CH. I think I think we got All it. Right. I think I said it Sweet. approximately forty seven times. So so let's let's get into some of these interactions when I was trying to make friends yeah, on Twitter. So
1: at uh, shoeless cobbler says fact. Woodpeckers slam their beaks into trees eight thousand to twelve thousand times per day at one thousand times the force of gravity. Sounds like something a woodpecker with a tiny beak would say.
0: It's not the size of the beak, it's the wrecking of the pecking. Hashtag things small beak woodpecker say.
1: <laughs> Get it? It's kind of a joke for penis size. Okay.
0: Anyway. Yeah, yeah, because you know like it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. It's a play on that. But I like the wrecking yep. and the packing. Good it made work. me laugh. At uh, Ian Moo says. Armando, Armando. Yeah. What The woodpecker is like, yeah, you just got to get on that, that bark and beat up that pussy willow. Oh. Uh, Too much? Because yeah. that's, yeah. that's a type of tree. It's a type of tree. It's a woodpecker. Is a pussy willow a tree, though? Isn't that like a plant? I think it's a tree. A willow a tree? A pussy
1: willow. Isn't, anyway. Anyway, moving on. Moving on at Ian Moose says hashtag make a film title boring he follows it with dull metal jacket get it boring dull metal
0: jacket okay and Aaron replies with Indiana Jones and the last buffet
1: (laughs) hold on that doesn't make it boring, cause I would want to watch that if, like, if like Harrison Ford
0: was like going to a buffet in <laughs> Vegas. Like, I'd want to see what kind of crazy adventures I would. I, this, it makes it more exciting. That, that's what you want. You want to watch Harrison Ford and Sean Connery just at like an all-you-can-eat Fuck Vegas yeah. buffet for two hours and
1: <laughs> see what kind of shenanigans they pull off, like the <laughs> fucking uh, molten lava ke- cake that they gotta run away from anyway. Just my imagination. Sorry, my imagination.
0: And then, this, this was a, a three-parter, uh, a, a comedian named Gary Delaney tweeted, my dog wanted to join the police, but unfortunately, you have to jump through too many hoops. Good one, Gary.
1: <laughs> and then re- replied by,
0: a- at John
1: Hopswan, I found a loophole, so to speak. I always keep my drugs
0: up a dog's arse, foolproof. You're using your dog as a drug mule? That's brilliant. You don't even need to have the little baggies for his poop. They come pre-bagged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, I, I just, I, that actually is hilarious. Like, I almost want to write, like, a really bad comedy where, where someone is, I mean, I feel like like Peter probably would would not. Like that that comedy at all? Just just that gag though of like a bunch of drug dogs sniffing at this this dog's ass. It's like, get get away, you know, for my my precious baby dog. And it's it's yeah. When I say it out loud, like so many things that sounded like a good idea in my head, it doesn't sound that good. But I think it was still a hilarious concept. So props to John Hopswan.
1: Uh, at Mister Talk to Him says there are. Way too many streaming services.
0: When there's a streaming service 100% dedicated to regional beauty pageants, that is when there are too many. And also probably the start of the apocalypse.
1: I don't know, dude. I think some fucking uh, some stay-at-home moms will probably be like, my life is now complete. You know what I mean? If there was like a streaming service with just like child beauty pageants.
0: When I was trying to think of the most ridiculous streaming service that could actually happen... That's what I came up with because I really feel like it's only a matter of time before that's a real thing. Yep,
1: You're right. I agree. At novice underscore savant says, I feel like I have emotional scurvy.
0: (laughs) Hang in there. It sucks when life's giving you lemons, which ironically are very high in vitamin C and the cure for actual scurvy. (laughs) I just want you to take a minute and appreciate the fact that I did research for, for a tweet i was looking up i was like oh okay so how how do you cure scurvy what's the historical thing and that's how they figured it out like uh they figured out if they brought a bunch of lemons on the ship with them that would give them enough vitamin c content to keep them from getting scurvy i
1: may have learned that like in either junior high or high school about vitamin c and scurvy and and that's also why they eat uh what's that shit i love uh god damn it uh, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut has a vitamin C content, and apparently, like, uh, you know, people on boats used to eat a lot of scour- sauerkraut for... Anyway. Next one. At Frank FrankCA66114677. What the fuck? Anyway, he says, new indie band name, Impassioned Please.
0: Yo, they're really good. I saw them open for Unequivocally Denounced. At Microaggression Fest. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. You're up there, chief. Oh, good, good call. Uh, oh, because oh, I forgot. This was, this was one of the tweets that I, I actually started. This wasn't just a reply. Guys, just keep in mind, I was like, hey, this is something I should just put out there. <laughs> I wrote, hey, has anyone made a barbecue-flavored personal lubricant? I call it pork rub, trademark.
1: And uh, you got a response by at KPR. K face 22 I don't know probably who knows His response was or his or her response was bet you'd catch mad fat chick ass <laughs> Let me read that again cuz I started laughing mid <laughs> bet you'd catch mad fat chick ass <laughs>
0: Pork rub, the preferred aphrodisiac of diabetics everywhere. First of all, do you really have to ask whether that is a guy or girl that wrote. Bet you'd catch mad fat chick-ass? Well, chick no. Ass? Once you
1: read it, you know it's a guy. But I'm trying to read the handle and decipher if it's a guy or a girl. So that's that's. But so that
0: is a six-year-old grandmother who crochets. Most of the Twitter uh, on KFace22's uh, tweets, it's just it's just pictures of crochet. And for whatever reason, just really, she she got enamored by the idea of that Pokro.
1: That string of tweets, that Trademark. string of tweets, immediately brought up to mind like the like the, the visual of the the line outside Chris and Pitts Barbecue. <laughs> uh, you you and I have had Chris and Pitts Barbecue. You know what we're talking about with their clientele. Uh, next uh, tweet at Al Alvarez jokes. Says, me and my girl have makeup
0: sex before we fight. <laughs> Is quote makeup sex before we fight what you call trying weird sexual positions without giving your girlfriend a heads up? Because I think that would do it. Yeah, I, I
1: enjoy uh, I enjoy our interactions, or I should say, your, because you are the one hand, handling the Twitter thing. Uh, let's be real. So I enjoy the interactions when I see them on Twitter. By the way, I do. I have finally. Like a couple weeks back, I did finally uh, um, follow our Twitter, but again, I don't, I don't check our Twitter, <laughs> or I don't check my Twitter very often. Yeah. So every now and again, like, oh, at Degenerates Clubhouse says this stuff. I'm like, oh, Jaffe, what are you, <laughs> what are you getting us into? <laughs> That's just my my reaction. But uh, but continue. The
0: one that I, I have tried to to stay away from is, is politics, because sometimes I do want to like. I'm like, oh, I can kind of make a funny. Response, but ah, right now it just feels like it's not worth it. And actually, let's let's close on this. And here I'll I'll just read both of them because it's not on our outline. But this brings up another uh, another question because obviously you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble on Twitter. Many celebrities have done it. Obviously, nobody gives a fuck about our our 28 follower Twitter account yet. But you know, if if we get uh, super mega famous. Then they might care. (laughs) Yeah, once, yeah, if we once we get to fifty followers, then the paparazzi is going to be all over us, and uh, we have to worry about this stuff. But it's you know, some political stuff. uh, I try to stay away from. Sometimes the the temptation is too great. It's also like how risque do you make the jokes? So so there's this one guy wrote. uh, I'm kind of going to condense this thread a little bit, but he wrote Chinese people make good spies. Cause they spy with their little eye. And then one of his followers wrote, Oh, you're going to get canceled. I I basically said there is a fine line between jokes about race and racist jokes. But if you are going to try to use that setup with a stereotype punchline, it should be Chinese people make great spies. It's easy to be a master disguise when everyone around you looks exactly alike. He was like, "Yeah, you get it." I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> that joke I said was still racist." Yeah, I, th- I think you're you're missing the point a little bit. Where do you where do you think the line in uh, uh, on Twitter for that sort of joke is? I, is there I, a I don't.
1: I don't look. I think the only one you're hurting really, really, really if you say something stupid is yourself. I mean, yeah, you might hurt somebody's feelings. There's always like people with bad intent you know, and that kind of comes across as as semi-destructive or, you know, emotionally destructive. But let's be real, like, if you're like a high-profile celeb and you say something stupid, uh, at the end of the day, your ass is going to get, especially with cancel culture being what it is right now, your ass is going to lose a job. So the one you're going to hurt by saying something stupid or provocative or evocative is you. We've got a lot of friends that like to be provocative on, on social media. I don't know if they do it to you know attract attention themselves or whatever it is this insight an argument or whatever but at the end of the day sometimes you end up looking like an ass when you when you do that so
0: it is what it is for sure i i also draw a real strong distinction between trying to make a joke and fucking up a little bit and not being that funny and you're like well that ended up being kind of racist but like you said if you can tell particularly if you look through the rest of the person's. Twitter feed and you're like, yeah, this wasn't with bad intent, but I think there's a big difference between trying to make an actual joke with like that guy. Like he had a setup, he had a punchline. It was a you know mildly racist and pretty bad punchline, but at least it was in the form of a joke. Versus, um, I don't even remember the guy's name, and I don't care. Fucking him, he sounded like an idiot. But there there was this guy uh, that they'd hired for Saturday Night Live, right? I think they were like, oh, we're gonna kind of hire sort of a working class esque sort of Trumpy white guy because we don't have that demographic represented on our cast and as soon as that announcement went, back, went out a bunch of people found that he had been making and that's the thing, they weren't even jokes, he was just saying racist shit about Chinese people on uh, on a podcast he, uh, he his reaction was to push back and say well sometimes I really push the boundaries with my jokes and humor and you know, I'm sorry if that offended someone which I'm like, wow, that's terrible way to frame an apology i actually listened to it i'm like oh you're not making jokes that's not a joke there's there's sort of like you establish a premise like you kind of work you know through it you get to a punchline you know it doesn't have to be uh you know a a pun or, or quite as structured as that guy he was just like making an imitation of like racist speech he was just saying racist stuff about chinese people it had no humor or good intention behind it i'm like yeah fuck that guy like why? Why would you? Why would you say that? You know, and or at least if you catch yourself doing that, acknowledge that you're being a, a racist dumbass. I'm done. I'm done. I'm a, you know I'm, I'm off the soapbox. I'm, I'm getting down. I
1: kind of wanted to cut you off and go on a little bit of a, a tangent. Did you hear about uh, the Gina Carano thing?
0: I did. What are your thoughts? That would be a great example. Yeah. What
1: are your What are your thoughts? Just without going to like too deep into it, I guess.
0: I think that Gina Carano was a very sweet and not very intelligent person. And she, she is very easily influenced, and I think the the tweet, particularly the tweet in question, was just completely dumb. I mean, abhorrent. Like the comparison she was making makes no sense. I can see where it'd be incredibly offensive to a lot of people. In those situations, it's you, you really just back up and be like, "Man, that was that was bad." You know, I, I'm legitimately sorry. I didn't think this through. It's usually not that bad. If you just offer a sincere apology, unlike that dickhead on SNL who is like, I'm sorry if my humor offends people, but I try to push the edge and the boundaries. Like, fuck you, buddy. Like, understand that what you said was offensive. Try to legitimately look at it from other people's perspective and just say I'm sorry without being a dick about it. Then it's not that big of a deal.
1: I would rather, though, like, I would rather, like, if that's truly, truly how she felt, I, I don't I wouldn't want a false there's a lot of false apologies out there for sure like a lot of people get themselves into some hot water and then they throw out the kind of like the the fake uh, olive branch to like oh like they they backpedal but it's not like it's not genuine they're like just basically trying to save face or save reputation I would almost rather them kind of just stick to their guns and be like yeah hey, yeah that's that's what I said you know and then and but then. You're going to have to deal with the repercussions and the fallout of, of what you said. You know what I mean? Just, it is what it is. Hope that enough time passes where people can forgive and forget. Uh, and that just, it is what it is. So,
0: so there's a couple of things with that. First, not that I am in any position to give relationship advice, but I learned that there's definitely a distinction between being right or what's, what's how, you, how you feel, and then also how you made somebody feel. So you can offer a really sincere apology if you realize that something you said made someone feel really bad. That wasn't your intention. Maybe you you even think what you said shouldn't have made somebody feel bad. Maybe you think you were correct in what you said and that person's overreacting. You can still offer a really sincere apology being like, man, I, I feel legitimately bad that I made you feel this way. I'm really sorry. And you, you don't get into this whole back and forth, was I right? I'm sticking to my guns, any of that. Just recognize that you made someone feel bad. And if you're not a sociopath, you, you can be sorry for that. It's okay. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: The second part <laughs> is that Gina Carano was comparing having political views or, or like being a Trump supporter to being a Jew in Nazi Germany. Like. Get the fuck out of here, Gina Carano. I mean, I've been a fan of hers. I, I think, like I said, I thought she was a very, very, very sweet person. But you can fuck right off with that, Gina. I'm sorry. Like, no, they're not equivalent. Uh, it's not close. That's a terrible comparison. If you understand how comparisons work, you should realize you were an idiot for posting that.
1: Yeah, that she's, and that's not the first time she's been in hot water for some of her social media stuff. She's gotten... Pretty hot and heavy on some, like, transgender stuff and some other things. And I'm like, you know, she's she's all over the place.
0: So that one, I remember it because I, I, despite myself, I get sucked into this because I'm still semi-active on my, my uh, MMA Instagram. And this. they were all buzz about this. She she had put, uh, like, beep, bop, boop in her Twitter bio where people were listing their pronouns. And that's one where I can legitimately understand her being confused about why people want to use different pronouns. I mean, I think it is really, really incredibly difficult for some people to even understand that a little bit. She might've thought she was making, well, I think she did think she was making a joke and it wouldn't be that offensive. And when one of her castmates kind of sat her down and was like, look, this is why a lot of people do that. This is, you know, this is why I do that, even though I'm not transgender. She was sort of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then she just said, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Boom. Controversy over, not a big deal. This the second one was sort of a whole different ball game, I think, and incredibly dumb because I I don't know I don't know if she's aware of this, but she's not like particularly high profile or not a she's not a very talented actress. Let me just put it out there, Gina Carano, you're not that good of an actress. I think literally any other actress could have played your part in this, in uh, the Mandalorian just as well or better. So <laughs> that being said, saying something that would be really offensive to Jewish people when you work in Hollywood is not a good idea. So like, regardless of what you believe, just from a tactical perspective, that is fuck all dumb. Gina Carano. All right. She, I'm, I'm giving her advice because I, she, she is actually one of our five listeners it's it's like it's like Greg <laughs> from our you know from from Lance Society and it's Gina Carano those are our two she she DMs me I wish um, and I, I'm and I'm gonna show her that that whole thing about racist jokes versus jokes about race and then maybe she'll get you it I'm gonna try to steer wish. her correct but speaking Mondo speaking of people who do do really really stupid things there there is there's a group of people <laughs> you know a group of superhero well super anti heroes that I, don't, I think Gina Carano can't even hold a candle to, and that is Florida Man. So do we have anything from This Week in Florida Man? This
1: Week in Florida Man. Florida Man turns dead Uncle Skeleton into a playable guitar, says his uncle would be smiling up from hell. Ay, <laughs> ay, aye. aye, aye. Uh, should I continue? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna continue. Yeah, I'm, let me continue. Let me read a little bit more, and then we can get into some shit.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. A
1: Florida musician claims his late uncle would be smiling up from hell after turning his skeleton into working electric guitar. Philip Anax passed away in 96, but little did he have an idea that after his passing, his nephew Yago Anax would make a musical instrument out of his remains. Iago says that although his uncle was buried in Greece, he was repatriated from his native burial plot because it had become too expensive. And since the Greek Orthodox Church does not appreciate the idea of cremation, Iago needed to figure out a way to dispose of his late uncle's remains. Uh. (laughs) I don't know, dude. (laughs)
0: Holy yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> this, this isn't really sort of next level. I mean, usually it's, it's, it's uh, you know, felonies and misdemeanors we're covering here. This is this a lot to unpack. So, first of all, I'm a little bit insulted. Why does he think his, his uncle is smiling up from, from hell? Like, what what did his uncle do where he's, he seems very certain uh, about his, his uncle's spiritual resting place? And then, two, man, I got to hand it to this guy for making it functional like apparently that was very important he wanted his uh uncle skeleton to to function as a guitar it wasn't just i can't i've
1: heard of people like for sure everyone's heard of uh cremation you know you get ashes you put them in an urn that's kind of whatever symbolic um i've heard of people taking like dead relatives and turning them into like a diamond like i don't know how i don't know the science behind it i guess they take all the carbon from their bones and their remains and they turn them into a Lump of coal that then turns into a. I don't know the science behind it, like I said. So I've, I've heard of interesting ways of, like, you know, taking someone's uh, remains and then making something out of them, but I've never heard of someone be like, I'm going to fucking use you as an instrument, dude. Like, I, <laughs> what's the. Here's the thing is, because I, I, I play guitar a little bit. I, you know, I've bought, I've purchased guitars from, like, guitar centers and all those kind of stores and what have you. Like, once you make this custom guitar, like, does it have resale value or like, do you pass it down as an heirloom or? Wait,
0: are you saying that, because I, I, I've only been in a guitar center once, are you saying that, that guitar builds like this are not standard at a no, guitar no. center? There's not like the Fender section and then the the dead remains of Greek relative section. Like, oh, this this was a nice full-bodied sound.
1: yeah. Uh. You know, it makes me wonder, like, okay, it's an electric guitar, which is kind of impressive. You got to get all the electrical wiring, all that other shit. But, like, has anyone ever else made, like, human remains and made them into a different instrument? Like, can I, can I, can I make a drum kit out of someone's, you know, bones? Can I can I make a fucking violin? I don't know. Crazy shit. Uh, I'm going to continue reading the...
0: At least he didn't make a skin flute.
1: Skin flute? Oh, no. Gross.
0: Uh. <laughs> wait, but but wait, but hold on! Before you go, just so so the listeners can picture this, it, he's he's got like a regular what was it called? The neck of, the, of yeah. the guitar. That's regular, but instead at the base, it's like he's got his uncle's whole rib yeah. cage. Looks like the entire rib cage and it, and his collarbone, and the neck of the guitar is sticking out of that. And then at the very very bottom, it looks like he's got the yeah. pelvis attached to that. Uh, it's so. <laughs>
1: So some of it is explained in the rest of the uh, article here. So when Yago received his uncle's skeleton, he decided to process it into an instrument. The 41-year-old rocker who goes under the name moniker Prince Midnight says it took him several weeks of drilling and snapping to tune the skeleton into a playable (laughs) instrument. He put the guitar neck through the rib cage and connected it electrically to his hip bones. The spine, however, was too shaky, so Yago fixed it with steel rods and brackets to ensure stable tuning. As Yago ultimately finished the project, he tested the guitar for its sounds, and he claims that it works just as fine as a regular guitar. Yago insists that the guitar is a perfect way to honor Philip, who passed away in a tragic car accident while he was only 28. Philip was a bit of a goofball, but was very serious about guitar and heavy metal. I built the guitar as an homage to my uncle and his influence on me as a heavy metal guitar player. He claimed the reaction to his gruesome yet impressively technical creation had been wholly positive. I don't know, unless you're like in a band called Guar or something like that, where part of the theme is to be like really like demonic and I don't know. This guy better be good at guitar too. Like if he sucks, if he's like not a good guitar player, then he just fucked his uncle's bones for nothing.
0: Well, good Lord, let's hope that's not the follow-up to this this story, that he also fucked his uncle's bones. Oh, no. Let's also not gloss over the fact that this guy goes by Prince Midnight. Pri- <laughs> like how do you get the balls i want to because cause what, what was it what was his actual name it Was yago right yeah yago yago so it's like it's like yago they're like oh yago well, yago uh you're here for band practice awesome like we you know we were waiting for you i'm like no no no, i'm not yago i am prince midnight yago get the fuck out of here <laughs>
1: you've seen the picture of the guy right like the the picture of the of the young yes guy. what do you think about his hair you think that's real hair or you think that's a wig
0: i mean that looks a hundred percent natural i i i mean I would be fooled if I saw he, he's that.
1: He's got an interesting haircut. Like he's got an interesting, like almost like, '80s flashback punk, neo punk rock type of like hairband, but not really hairband. I don't know. It's it's an interesting haircut.
0: It's 110 percent a wig, right? Like we're no, not. No, no, I not don't know. This, I, I'm really
1: not sure.
0: That's a are wig. Are you Mono. sure it's a wig? <laughs> Yes, okay, I'm sure that's a wig.
1: Right. Well, I fell for it. I just thought th- this guy is weird enough to that maybe that is his real hair. That's right. That's what my thoughts were.
0: We're we're going to we're going to get to Flagstaff. I'm going to show up with like like um Final Fantasy Seven, like blonde spiky hair, and you're gonna be like, "Holy fuck, Aaron! Did you? Gr- I thought you you'd start no, shaving your head. did You no, grow hair no, in the last you, two weeks? I'm like, yeah, Mondo. No, because you didn't. <laughs> this is my real hair. Your
1: uncle's bones into a <laughs> guitar, so I wouldn't believe it. That, and I've seen your your hair recently, so I know it wouldn't be Jay. This guy, I don't know who he is. I,
0: I grew it really fast. Like I started using. I'm. This is what I did. I took um. What, what's the what's like the the cream that people put on their head to, to grow what's it called oh, like Rogaine yeah I took Rogaine and I mixed the Rogaine with Viagra and then it just shot right up that's why it's all spiky like this Rogagra Rogagra trademarked so far we've got two Degenerates Clubhouse uh trademarked products we've got Rogagra and pork rub let's
1: not forget Captain Jose Chupacabras
0: tequila oh three we're gonna we're gonna become international business moguls and then when we die our 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 children or, or relatives can turn our bones into strange inter- instruments okay if you if you were gonna have your bro- bones turned into any instrument what would it be would it be a guitar would you go something else
1: um uh i don't know about a guitar may yeah maybe a guitar only because i played the guitar i suppose a guitar sure 'Cause it w- it wouldn't make sense if I turned them into drum sets if I'd never played drums. Does that make sense?
0: It does. I understand what you're saying. Well, I've never played any instrument. Not not really. So I I guess I would have to go from a literary perspective. So I want I want my, my bones turned into a fiddle. Because there's that, that old story, I forget where it comes from, but where somebody had a, a like a fiddle competition with the devil.
1: The devil went down to Georgia.
0: Exactly. And I'm just I'm just imagining the devil showing up in that story and this guy has a fiddle made for my bones and the devil's like oh fuck no that's uh it's just that's just wrong you know what i'm out you win yeah <laughs> you're, you're just you're just too weird and fucked up for me i'm sorry you like wow all right all right devil I, I guess i win this round so i'm i'm thinking uh sort of altruistically you know some people want their ashes spread over the gulf of whatever that doesn't help anyone I'm going to become a, a devil-wording fiddle.
1: I want to see that into a uh like the, the you seen the pick of destiny where um, they got to battle the devil at the end. <laughs> like what if like Jack Black mm-hmm. had to play like a, a guitar made of human bones and to to battle the devil?
0: I don't know. Yeah. That's exactly. That is exactly what I'm talking about. This you know what? You you kind of hit the nail on the head this whole narrative that I just wove really does seem to be something out of a uh Uh, 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 Tenacious D movie.
1: Yeah, it does. Hey, Aaron. Uh Uh-huh? Have you seen the new show on Netflix, Percy the Vegetarian Cannibal?
0: Percy the Vegetarian Cannibal?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Last last week you gave me shit for taking like an existing title. I did. So this time I was like, okay, I got to come up with something really fucking stupid. So here we go. Percy the
0: Vegetarian Cannibal. Have you seen it? I did, and... (laughs) I really, I think uh, Disney Plus is reaching a little bit because there are a lot of streaming services coming out, right? We, we even mentioned that in Twitter. The guy who said uh, in his Twitter joke that, you know, there's just way too many streaming services. And then we talked about the one for pageants. And N- Netflix is king, right? Obviously. And Disney Plus has come out and they're really, really trying to to catch up. Right now, they're leaning super heavily on all the, the Marvel franchises. Have you have you seen any of the Marvel based shows uh, appearing on Disney Plus yet, Mondo?
1: Yeah, I saw WandaVision and a couple others, I'm sure.
0: Oh, is that was that one I haven't seen it yet? Was the WandaVision any good? Uh,
1: it starts off really fucking weird. It's it's really like it doesn't make sense and then as the episodes you know the later in the episodes they you kind of start understanding more and more what the fucking show's about. Um it's it's I would say it's getting better, but I'm like barely on episode five. The first two or three are like uh What's going on here?
0: Got it. Well, so Percy the Vegetarian Cannibal, they, they wanted to do a spinoff of one of their other really popular franchises. And they're like, what's, what's the best Marvel movie that just came out of nowhere? And they're like, Guardians of the Galaxy. We know we're going to make this uh, series take place on Groot's homeworld. The antagonist is going to be Percy the Vegetarian Cannibal. Right, because to be a cannibal, you're eating your own type, but to be vegetarian, you got to eat only plants. And so th- th- this is this is actually like you know the, the, the serial killer series on Netflix where it's like kind of told from the perspective of the yeah. serial killer. Well, this is told from the perspective of Percy, and so it's kind of it's kind of you know what it is? that's what it's like. It's kind of like a Dexter type show, but set on Group's homeworld where he is a serial killer and he is he's murdering the other groots because if you heard it mentioned it was like the groots are extremely extremely rare like that came up in Guardians of the Galaxy where there is the the collector guy played by Benicio del Toro and he sees groot and he's like wow like i've never seen one of these before and he wants to collect them and put them in his weird fucking exhibit and groot's like I am Groot because that you know that's what he he says. That is actually one problem in the show is that all the all the Groots all they can say is I am Groot.
1: But wait, this guy's name is Percy.
0: Well, well yeah, they, they can. That's what I'm saying. They can say their name, so he can say I'm I am Percy. Gotcha. Vin Diesel uh, voiced the original Groot, so it's very deep. I, I am Groot, and I don't know if you know this. He <laughs> to record it in all different languages so he's he did it you know he's just doing like a hundred different i am groots in english and then he has to go yo soy groot
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i heard that
0: so so the same deal but percy um is not played by vin diesel they couldn't they couldn't afford him for a disney plus show and, and literally, right now, I'm trying to think of any celebrity I can do a, a, a reasonable impression of. I was like, I'm like not even trying to think of who would be the funniest. I'm like, is there a single fucking celebrity uh, that I could do an impression of? Not really. So we're gonna we're gonna say Percy uh, is a little bit unhinged, like he's a little fucking crazy. He's he's an antihero. So there's only one celebrity you can get when you want a crazy, unhinged antihero, and you don't actually want to pay him that much money. That is one, Mister Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And that's that's actually how the series opens, right? You see Percy, and he's and you don't you don't know because it's it's the same uh, theme as Dexter, where he's he's yes he's murdering people. and sure he's cannibalizing the remains, but he's mur- he's murdering bad people, right? He's he's murdering people that are doing evil in uh, the Groot homeworld, and it's like him like breaking. Into this this uh, sort of group mansion. Group mansions kind of look a little bit like like uh, human homes, but they're all very organic. So it's like tree branches and twigs and stuff woven together. It looks like a normal house, but it's just all completely biological. And He's, he's breaking in, you know, through a, a second story window. He's sneaking along, and then he murders this guy. You don't know what context yet, right? Because you're still getting the the premise of the show. He he like murders him, and he's just chomping on him. With his his like uh, his groot mouth, and all of a sudden, like the lights come on, and there's just all these, um, you you know, have you seen in, in uh, Gardens of the Galaxy like when they have like the the guns and it sort of has like the laser beam where it's showing where they're pointing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like you can kind of imagine it. Like he's chewing on the remains. He's got a little bit of of the guy's arm hanging out of his mouth. Boom! Lights on. Laser beams pointed at him, and he's got he kind of puts his hands up, and he's just like yo soy ah, fuck i thought i could do a, a nick cage impression i almost had it yo, yo soy groot
1: no percy, that was terrible percy. yo soy percy
0: percy fuck yo i know i know i got so focused on the nick, nick cage how does he how does he say it's like it's like he sounds like a little bit like a frat guy and then also like a just a sociopathic serial killer he's you know, like i'm i'm nick cage I'm Nick, no, I can't do it. Yo, yo soy Percy. Yo soy Percy. That wasn't terrible. It was, that was just bad. Um, we're gonna move on from the Nick Cage impression, but you guys can imagine it. You know what he fucking sounds like, and that's how he, it starts off. And then he, you know, he, he has to get away from them, and you, you, you realize that he's really like an altruistic serial killer.
1: Sweet. That's a cool show.
0: It, it is, and like I said, I think it was a weird choice to only allow them to say their names. Um, that was not not the best idea. Um, so there's a lot of subtitles though. You do get <laughs> subtitles. So you understand what he's, what they're saying. Um, so if, if you guys don't mind subtitles that, that, you know, that, that would be a positive because it's very hard to understand what's going on in the show. If you don't read the subtitles, uh and there but there is there is one episode where I, g- I guess i guess they had a little money left over in the budget and they uh they they are able to get um peter peter quill to appear and so you have one episode where there's a little bit of actual english dialogue which is nice chris pratt yeah Mis- mr mr chris pratt aka star lord did, did you have any other questions
1: um so he's a serial killer uh killing his own kind yeah um, is he a bad guy or is he a good guy or is he kind of like a Dexter? Like, is he is he killing is he killing people like like without everyone? Is he doing it like incognito or or what? What is his addiction to eating his own kind?
0: Yeah, the eating the own kind part's weird. So, so that's what I said. He's an antihero. So it is sort of uh, in the, the vein of of Dexter, um, where at the beginning, you know, you know, this is bad, right? Like cannibalism. Typically frowned upon, I think, in most races, right? All throughout the galaxy, people are like, eh, "Killing your own kind and then eating them—that's—that's that's not something that we really endorse." But you do learn that he's killing bad, bad people, evil, evil groups. So, so for De- for Dexter, he was just a serial killer of other serial killers. Um, That's—I thought that was somewhat of a shaky premise because, like, how many other serial killers? are you gonna be able to find in florida and then i was like you know what fuck as soon as i said that probably a lot it's florida uh, <laughs> going going back to our florida man thing but no he, he's killing bad people who are doing oh, okay. doing bad things i mean like this is the marvel universe so he's he's killing and cannibalizing super villains uh which apparently as peaceful and and sort of beautiful as the groots seem in uh guardians of the galaxy there's a lot of supervillains. like the groots were kind of a fucked up culture and uh nicholas nicholas cage aka percy is trying to clean them up before they can wreak their havoc on the galaxy sweet i want to watch it already there's a saying that when you need to get an audience to relate to someone someone maybe who did bad things you have to give them some sort of redeeming quality it's called save the cat have you ever heard about this? This is, this is a thing in screenwriting. No, I have not. In some movies, they they take it way too literally. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if you remember Hellboy. That was an, yeah. an older one. But they literally had him save a cat. Like, I think he, like, picked up a box of kittens when there was a huge monster. And, of course, instead of getting them out of the fray, he's, like, holding a box of kittens while fighting this monster. I'm like, that's probably not safe. Like, maybe just get the kittens away from the monster they took that way too literally, but that basically just means you have to give them some sort of redeeming quality that the um, the audience is going to kind of cling to and be like, "See, he's not such a bad guy." Sure, he's murdering people in cold blood and then ingesting their remains, but and in this case, he <laughs> it's it's Disney, right? Like, so if if there's uh, one thing that Disney has figured out. If there's a world of Groots and you want someone to seem more, like, friendly and cuddly, what do you have to put in there?
1: Toys.
0: Right. And what is the – out of all the the Guardians of the Galaxy, what is the cutest toy that they have?
1: The baby Groot. So you got to do, like, a baby Percy?
0: Yeah. Nicolas Cage. That's what you find out. Nicolas Cage, a.k.a. Percy the Cannibal, has a baby Groot. And this is actually sort of like a prequel because it's fucking – it's Disney. That's what they do. Uh, It's a prequel where he is the Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy 1's father. Oh, shit. So you see baby Groot. Exactly. That's actually – oh, goddammit. I always do that. That's the big twist at the end of the series where you find out that he's the father. And that's why Groot survived as one of the last Groots because his father was the one – Killing and cannibalizing all the bad Groots. <laughs> <Got> it.
1: <laughs> now it's starting to make sense. Now now yeah, now that you say it's a prequel to uh, to, to Groot and the Guardians of the Galaxy Lore, it makes a whole lot more sense. So part of the part of the uh, reason that the Groot uh, race, if you will, is is near extinct is because Percy was just eating too many of the bad Groots. <laughs> exactly.
0: Holy shit. Jesus, what a twister. Yo, yo soy Percy Oh, that actually, wasn't that bad. Yo soy Percy. No, I'm But Nicholas why is he saying it in Spanish? <laughs> because he has to—it's the same problem as Vin Diesel. Like, Disney wants to ha- reach a really wide market, so he has to do it in—you know, do, the, do it in English. And then he has to get ready for a dub, so he has to say it in Spanish. And for some reason, I couldn't say I am Percy with a Nicolas Cage accent in English, but I got way closer in Spanish. Don't ask me how my brain connects things— I don't know I'd be a lot more successful and happy in life if I knew the answer to that
1: excellent excellent show and now i now I want to watch it um on disney plus <laughs> i
0: should have God, if i really could do a Nicolas cage impression i i should have i should have pretended this was like a press junket and you could have asked me questions and i would how could i, I could have answered this Nicolas Cage. could
1: have but not-
0: but i i can't i can't no yep. i it, it's it, Apparently my ability to do a Nicolas Cage impression is even shorter than my ability to do accents. I have, like, two and a half seconds, and then I lose it.
1: Yeah. There is a show on that I started watching, like, a real show. It's not on Netflix. It's on HBO Europe. So, good luck finding this one.
0: HBO Europe. Very interesting, Armado. Tell us more. Good
1: luck finding this one. Um the name of the show is Thirty Coins. It's actually a Spanish show, so like as in Spain, that's why it's in HBO Europe. Uh, I'm I'm like three episodes into like it's eight or ten episodes, uh, first season. Uh, the, the The kind of general gist premise of the show is that there's
0: are they trying to steal the Constitution? <laughs> no, of the United States. No
1: Constitution. No, it's not National <sighs> it's a Treasure spinoff. What it is is, like, there's this uh, small little quaint village town in some part of Spain.
0: Is is it in Arizona? Are they trying to raise a child?
1: Not in Arizona. So this father, or this priest guy, goes to this village. He's kind of sort of not really excommunicated by the church at large. Uh, we don't know why. You find out as you start watching the episodes.
0: Is it because he becomes a demon motorcyclist? No, he's not a demon
1: motorcyclist either. But he does have a <sighs> he does have a connection to some strange, goings on, spiritual goings on that may or may not include
0: uh, demonic things. Oh, it could become a demon motorcycle. Sure. I'm intrigued.
1: He, for some strange reason, he's like a kind of boxer. Like he boxes. Like the opening scene when you see him, he's introduced. He's punching a punching bag, and he's he's rather ripped for a for a priest for a father. A lot of the townsfolk go to him for advice outside of the religious realm, and the gist is, you know, Judas sold Jesus Christ off out. Like, he, 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 he betrayed him. Apparently, the story goes that he received 30 coins to basically sell him out. And uh, Judas felt bad about selling Jesus out and hung himself. So those 30 coins get um, picked up by, you know, the rest of the Romans or whoever. And those coins then become scattered across the world. Um, so there's this, like, sub group if you will of the catholic church that's responsible for trying to recollect all these coins that are scattered across the world um it so happens
0: oh so it is a treasure hunt so, so, oh.
1: so it happens that our uh, our priest father character is in possession of one of these coins and and because he's in possession of one of these coins this group this kind of roman catholic outlying group is uh like sending demons and all kinds of weird shit to this town, trying to collect the coin from the father. Um, so that's kind of the general premise of the... Uh, at, at, Marto,
0: at the end of the series, do the demons and the, and the protagonist have a face-off? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh,
1: none yet. There have been a couple... There's like one episode where a strange monster is introduced. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird shit. Like almost every episode, it's kind of like it's kind of like a cross between X Files, sort of kind of not really, and and National Treasure. <laughs> not really, not National Treasure at all. Uh, but yeah, he does have to encounter a lot of like super beings or superpowers or you know. It's in Spanish, so you get to watch it with subtitles. But uh, like I said, I'm like three or four episodes in. It's 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 amusing. I'd give it a six or a seven on a scale of ten. Uh, worth the watch i did watch not to go on a tangent but i did watch all of lupin lupin uh, or the first five i should say because the next five aren't released yet um, so i'm always looking for new shows and this one caught my attention watching the first episode watched it. i was like oh that's a pretty good one i like it me gusta if you if you get what i'm
0: saying in espanol i, I do nicholas cage gets it too i do too we both get it. Jesus. You know what's funny? As bad as I am at doing accents, holy fucking shit. Go, go back and just watch like five minutes of uh, Con Air. <laughs> like, what accent is Nicolas Cage doing in that movie? I loved Con oh, When Con shit. Air first came out, I loved that fucking
1: movie. But I don't know. Maybe I have to go rewatch it.
0: Uh, con Air is one of those movies where I I both love and acknowledge that it is batshit shit, crazy, crazy, makes no sense, and the performances in it... Are just so over the top and ridiculous. Like it can be both. Like like um, the Fast and the Furious movies, at least you know the more recent ones are kind of like that too. They're just absolutely bananas, a hundred percent certified bananas. But you just watch them and turn your brain off, and just enjoy it. But Con Air is a ridiculous, ridiculous movie, and his accent, I, I still, I, I've listened to it, I'm like, what accent are you trying to do, Nicolas Cage? I don't understand. Nicholas,
1: speaking of Nicolas Cage, he is on a tear of making a bunch of just kind of questionable movies lately. I don't know if you have access to, like, so I have like a, I have, like, a thing that shows a lot of, like, up-and-current popular movies, and, like, I swear there's, like, Probably ten Nicholas Cage movies released like in the last two or three years. I've seen a couple of them. They're okay, and I've seen a couple of them where like, what the fuck is he? He's like killing his career. It's like career uh, suicide. But hey, it's Nicholas. Maybe he needs the work. I don't know.
0: Well, Armando, it's time. All of us have to leave Las Vegas.
1: You gotta watch uh, Mandy. I like that. If you if you're into kind of campy uh, horror movies. You got to watch Mandy. I like Mandy. That was a decent, decent uh, Nicolas Cage recent movie.
0: Well, and, and to, to go back to, to an absolutely insane Nicolas Cage movie that was, I thought also very good. There was um, oh, what was it? What was the title? It was it was like Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, or something like that. That movie was actually very good, but also insane. Bad Lieutenant. What? It had like a wall. I think I think that was the beginning of it. Here, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll tell you in a second. But. It had a long sort of title like that, and it was—I didn't watch it because the title sounded so B-movie terrible that I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that was actually surprisingly really good.
1: Yeah, if you're going to look up Nicolas Cage credits, you'll see what I'm talking about, how like in the last, you know, two to five years— Nicolas Cage! released like a shitload of movies, and, uh, you know, probably a lot of them made them like direct to—straight to DVD (laughs) or that that kind of
0: quality. Nicolas Cage was in the 2018 Teen Titans Go animated film. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He just gives no fucks anymore. Not a single one. Oh, Mandy, that you're talking about, got a 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. He was also, you know what? He was also in uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. I forgot about that.
1: Was he? Oh, yeah. He played one of the Spider Mans, right? I think.
0: Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I had it correct. Bad Lieutenant. Port of Call, New Orleans. All right, eighty six percent fresh. It's a, a bananas movie, uh, made for like no money. And it, you know what? It, no, not a lot of people saw it. Oh, that's a shame because, because looking at this, it made only it only made one point seven million dollars at the box office. It came out in two thousand nine. It was actually a really good movie.
1: Um, I'm willing to bet that a lot of the recent work that Nicolas Cage turned in was along that quality, like where it just, if it made it to the box office, it
0: probably flopped.
1: And if not, it made it like straight to streaming services and or like Blu-ray, DVD, or whatever.
0: Okay, so he had a movie called Willie's Wonderland that just came yeah, out. that
1: one I actually want to watch. Um, it's another camp, camp, semi-campy horror movie, I think.
0: Oh, I forgot. Wow, because the MMA community was all in a buzz. He made a movie called yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, no, I do. It's like sci-fi fantasy. Let me tell you. And ignores what Jiu-Jitsu is completely. I started watching. I might have no, to watch no, no, that just for no, shits no, and giggles. Not. I started watching
1: that. I watched like the first maybe... 20 minutes of it, trying to give it a chance, and I was like, no, uh-uh, nope, sorry, off, off button, could not, it, yeah, it's, no, sorry, Nick Cage, good try, and then, that the, yeah, you're right, that the fact that they stole jujitsu, jitsu and you're like, oh, wait, this has zero to do with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or jiu-jitsu in general, it's more of like a sci-fi, futuristic, fantasy, fighting, kung fu type of shit, with no jiu-jitsu in it whatsoever, it's, it's a dumb movie, don't watch it, not worth it. You're gonna want You're gonna hate yourself if you do.
0: Armando, sometimes you go a little crazy in Las Vegas and you end up with gambling debts, and then you have to make jujitsu. It happens to all of
1: us. No, no don't watch it. Don't do it. But Mandy
0: was good. Okay, the
1: Colorado know. Space was decent-ish, but I, I of all those, I think Mandy was probably better.
0: I'll watch Mandy. You watch uh, Bad Lieutenant. We'll compare notes. What's new
1: on Nicolas Cage? We're gonna change the segment from new on Netflix to new on Nicolas Cage movies.
0: <laughs> new on Nicholas Cage. A 90 minutes of us talking about Nicolas Cage movies and me doing a terrible impression. But, you know, I think I think that idea has legs. We're gonna test it out. I'll, maybe I'll work on that impression a little bit. But for now, let's let's uh put old Nick on the shelf and move on to Ask Reddit, where we can I promise I, I will only do five minutes of Nicolas Cage impersonations during this Ask Reddit segment. Uh do you have some questions for us?
1: I do. Ask Reddit. What do you regret wasting money on?
0: I, I bought I bought uh jujitsu and HD on YouTube just now and <laughs> I already regret. It.
1: <laughs> you ordered it on Amazon?
0: Like while while we were talking, I just pulled it up. It's like no, no, what did I do? uh but but in all seriousness was there something that you regret racing money on
1: yeah my number one most regret and i probably still do it it's like a peeve of mine i don't do it often but when i do i always I like almost immediately want to just fucking like like bite my fucking tongue in half all them games on your fucking phone like all them app game things mm. that you download there's always in-app purchases and like sometimes like Oh, what's five bucks? Like fuck it, I you know five bucks to advance in the game a little bit, and then five bucks turns into twenty, and twenty turns into fifty. Before you know it, like I'm hundred bucks into this fucking game, and it's like, yeah, I, I know I've been I've played certain games where like there are people that I get like super addicted into them and spend like tens of thousands of dollars in games. Knock on wood, I've never been one of them, but I'm pretty sure if I had to, if I had to guess how much money I spent ever ever ever. On like in-app purchases in all the games I've ever played, I'm sure I cleared a thousand bucks. I'm like a hundred percent positive. Like if you were to combine them all together, for sure. But
0: you're a, a microtransactor.
1: dude. I and it, I like almost immediately. I'm like, you fucking idiot! What'd you do that for? You could have bought yourself lunch
0: or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's my number one most regret, uh, wasting money on. What about you?
0: You know, what? I could probably piggyback off of that because I've never spent uh, money on mobile games, plural, just a single mobile game. So I I was really into Clash Royale. The way they structure that game is, uh, they call them cards, but it's it's more kind of like unit-based and you have to level up your units. And to be able to play on, there's sort of like a global ladder where it's, you know, if you win, you move up a little bit in the ladder. If you lose, you move down. And to be able to play on that global ladder, where at the end of the season, you'll be like, wow, this is the person that finished number one in the world, number two, what have you. You have to have all your little units maxed, you know, have the top level. That just costs money. They set it up, so there was no cheap way to do it. So, like, early on, it wasn't even that it cost hundreds of dollars. It used to cost people thousands. I mean, I think I think it was like $18,000 to max out a deck. Jesus. Um yeah, exactly. Fucking insane. And there were people that would just do that. They would just throw money. Uh, there, there was like a weird Clash Royale, like Asian mafia. It felt like where there, there, there was uh, maybe I shouldn't call it mafia, but there, there was this one guy who ran an organization. There were these like Clash Royale esports organizations. Oh, Yakuza, Yakuza. Yes, the the, the Yakuza organizations, and uh, the one was called Nova, and the guy that ran Nova was the president of a really big Chinese mobile phone company. Like it might've been like Yoda phone or something. I can't remember exactly the company, but for him throwing $20,000 to max an account was nothing. So he would just pay for all these, these max accounts. Like he had like a few hundred of them and then he would get like the really talented players who are all like, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old kids. And they play them and you'd see all these Nova accounts high. And it was, it was like a hobby for him right? And then occasionally normal people would also pay tons of money to, to max the account. So I wasn't doing that. I waited until you could, you could win cards and you could level up your units through the, they call them grand challenges. So it cost, what was it? It would cost, you know, they, they all, like, like all these stupid games, they would have their little currency. So they had gems. So it would cost a hundred gems to play grand challenge. And I think I'm trying to remember. Was it a dollar for... It? it was probably even more than that. It was probably like $2 for 100 gems. So it costed cost $2, $2 to play one of these challenges. The, higher, the the farther you made it through the challenge, the the more cards you would get and like the more bang for your buck you, you'd get. And I, I just started playing them when I'd figured out uh, a configuration where I won almost every time, um, which is hard to do. I mean, so I, I think I maxed my deck for like a... F- i don't know it was maybe like 600 bucks so you did spend some money
1: yeah you did spend some money yeah
0: and if i was really smart i would have waited because there was a point where like i had all the the little units maxed out and no one had really gotten as far into grand challenges as i had and i could have sold my account for way way more than i spent on it i could have probably sold my account for like I'd say probably somewhere between five to seven thousand dollars.
1: Jesus. And at Christ. that point,
0: though, I, I I put so much time into it, and I was still playing the game. I was still competitive. Um, there was a pro circuit, and there you know there were tournaments and things like that. I was like, fuck that! I'm keeping my account. And then eventually, they made it easier to get cards, and they made it cheaper to level up, and it wasn't. You know there were other ways than just being really good at the game and winning grand challenges. The price and value of those accounts dropped, and I got to the point I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. So I don't even play the game anymore. Uh, and I don't. I'm sure they keep coming up with. That was the other thing that pissed me off. They kept coming up with new units, and then you would have to spend more money to max out those yeah. units. I was like, guys, fuck you. You ruined your game. That's how they get you. Uh, so That's I don't play it anymore. You.
1: That's how they get you. But
0: I did. There, there was a pro. There was a pro league, right? Uh, this is how deep into it I, I was there there was there was a pro circuit sponsored by this company uh supercell that's out of where i forget i forget now they're they're out of uh europe somewhere and i mean and they made millions and millions of dollars on the, on this game so it was it was pocket change to put back, back into them so they had basically like these online combines where if you you know you'd finish you you had to you had to complete a a even harder challenge like a 20 win challenge where you're playing against people and if you L- lose 3 games then you you get bounced from the challenge and you have to win 20 ga- it, it's actually a lot harder than it sounds because as you progress you're going against harder and harder people. So it's like, you know, when you start, you're playing against anybody random. And once you get to 10 wins, then you're playing against other people who have 10 wins. And once you get to 15, you're, you're playing against people who have 15. So like by the time you, you finish, it's you're, you're trying to beat really, really good players. If you win that, then you got to go to an, like an online combine, which was sort of a tournament setup where you're playing against only other people who have completed this challenge. And then if you did that, you got to go to a live combine in Los Angeles and I made it past the 21 challenge. Uh, I was one of the, you know, there, there were a handful of people that made it through the online combine. So I actually got, you know, a qualifier to go to this live combine in Los Angeles. And literally <laughs> I I would have gotten picked up on a pro team. I mean, I even got asked to play on one of the pro teams based on the fact that I was a US citizen and over 18. Uh, Cause they didn't think that through. They're like, yeah, there's all these great Crash Royale players. And then when they realized, well, okay, there's visa issues to get them because they were all living in houses. It was all on site, like it was a live event. They were playing against each other in a little uh, like esports arena. But when they realized that you needed to have a U.S. visa and you had to be 18 to get there, they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, like all these great players are 14 years old and they're from like Malaysia. Um, (laughs) We're very limited. So I really think if I could have just if I had just showed up and been, hey, guess what? I'm good at this game. Uh, maybe not quite as good as you know, uh, Sung Wan from from uh, China over here, but I'm 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 good and I know how to like make chicken without burning the house down. Give me a contract, I probably would have gotten one, but at that point my my health stuff was so bad that I was like, there's just no way, like I can't. i, I trying to live in a house with a bunch of like, you know, probably newly minted eighteen year olds away from home for the first time. And having all these headaches and health problems, like, I will literally hang myself. I will, I'm going to go, if I do this, I will go out like David Carradine. They will just find me um, hanging in a closet, dick in hand, being like, well, one one last, uh, uh, what? No. No. I was like, (laughs) whoa, whoa,
1: dick in hand. Whoa!
0: Crazy. Well, that's how David Carradine went out. It's just because I'm really, I was really a big fan of, of the Kill Bill franchise. It's not, it wasn't anything sexual. I just wanted to pay homage to him on my way out.
1: Got it. Got it. Some of the other, uh, some of the other answers on uh, Ask Reddit about regret for wasting money, uh, having food delivered. I've spent thousands of dollars with nothing to show for it. That that does suck because fucking all this stuff. Like if you order twenty bucks of food, by the time you have it delivered, taxes, fees, t- tip, blah 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 blah, you're spending forty bucks. It's like get your lazy ass up and go pick it up. Unless you really can't, or you're really that afraid of COVID, like it's not even worth ubering food anymore another answer is alcohol trashes your health physical and mental and a massive black hole for money it seemed like a good idea at the time as some might say Uh, another waste of money oh Oh.
0: i I can't remember did did you used to
1: smoke yeah for a bit i think from like 2000 yeah for about eight years or so like it started somewhere in college and then i quit like in 2012 11 something there's about. Yeah.
0: To me, that always seemed like just the hugest money pit where it's, you're completely trashing your health. Like you're, you're actively working to give yourself cancer and then you're paying a huge amount of money in taxes to do so. Like, Oh, I'll just skip all that.
1: Yeah, and uh, especially the, the I not like I said I don't smoke anymore. But as I understand, the price of like a, a pack of cigarettes now, well, like when I was a student, when I was in college, and I was smoking, I think they were in the neighborhood of three to five bucks for a pack. Like now, as I understand it, they're like ten bucks for a pack of cigarettes. I might be off; they might be more than that. But yeah, now it's just even more of a waste of money than than uh, than when when I was smoking. Uh, another waste of uh, money is porn. <laughs> and uh there's a lot of them but i'm gonna just the last one is uh gym memberships when i spent thousands of dollars with nothing to show for it a lot of people do that right a lot of people fucking sign up for gym memberships they get into those promotional you know pay 20 bucks for a year blah 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 and then they Mm -hmm. never fucking go
0: some people even the people who do go uh regularly i mean i think some people just like the communal sense and everything like that just in terms of a workout man i'd rather get out on a trail i know not everyone has access to all the stuff i've got in colorado but like that that's when it really hit home when i did that um that cardio competition i told you about where it's like okay let me get the most intense workouts you know it was the the goal of those workouts was just to have my heart rate jacked up for as long and high as possible and i went to a gym once and i was like man i just can't get nearly as good of a workout in a gym as i am Doing all this other stuff like fuck it why would i go to a gym and i realized i don't i don't actually like being in gyms i'd rather be out in nature same
1: i, I i'd rather be out and doing it because i get tired of like like some people can stare at a tv screen or whatever and like do like a i don't know an exercise bike or whatever like, like it's not just for me i'd rather get on a real bike and go on the streets or go on a real jog as opposed to staring at walls the whole time uh, plus i don't like the fact of like other people, there is a percentage of people that go to gyms just to stare at themselves in the mirror or to go look at pretty uh, bodies or or like, like for a girl looking at hard body guys, or whatever. I'm like, I don't want any of that. I just wanna, I just wanna get a workout in. Thank you, appreciate it. Another uh, Ask Reddit question. Are you ready? This one you're gonna answer first. <laughs> cause, okay. Cause, cause I, I don't know if you have a funny answer lined up or not, but anyway. Ask Reddit says in the future you can mask your fart with a scent. What are your farts smelling like?
0: Oh, you know what? I didn't read that correctly cuz you know exactly how this is going to play out, right? Like cuz we know we we already have deodorant and all things like that where we're trying to conceal a body odor. So it's all going to vaguely smell like the same thing with sort of a chemical imitation of like cedar and this one's going to be some sort of spice or like I mean just go to an aisle in the supermarket uh, with deodorants and look at all the various like Axe and uh, yeah. Old Spice deodorants, and you're like, that, that those will be your options for for a fart. What is yours? But what's what's mine specifically? Let's let's let's, let's see. Let's let's look up uh, Axe deodorant. Are they? I guess I was gonna type flavors. I guess they're not scents. Scent. Scent. That, that would be a problem. You just you, you're just going into the aisle pick, picking all them up and licking them. People are like, what do you do? You have to taste it to see what it's like uh so let me see. let me see what are their options right now We have so because this is this is for a fart like you you want something that that isn't as weird when it suddenly appears. So let's see they've got Apollo, they've got Phoenix. I like the more I want the more like woodsy ones dark temptation what the fuck a- ax you're too weird for me yeah,
1: yeah yeah you're looking at the wrong one because ax has names they don't really actually have like
0: wild bamboo okay okay old spice the- old spice definitely has the best commercials as well shout out to terry cruise he was amazing on those those old spice commercials 10 best old Spice deodorant scents in 2021 high endurance that's not a scent old spice wild collection hawk ridge scent holy shit I don't. I don't want to fart, and someone be like, "Is there a hawk chasing me? What's happening?" Ooh, Old Spice Fiji Garden with palm tree scent. That's sort of nice. You know what? That might be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a pin in that one. We've got Bear Glove, Aqua Reef. No, nah, I don't. I don't want someone to be like, "Are we? Are we by the ocean?" W- wolf Throne. What the fuck? Old Spice Wild Connect Collection Wolf Throne scent. I think um, I think it's Wolf Thorn. No, it says Wolf Throne. Okay, so it might be
1: a typo because I think I've used it and it's actually Wolf Thorn. I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, on this website it says Wolf Throne. No, and in the ad it says Wolf Throne. Oh really? So maybe I don't know how to read.
1: I'm dyslexic. I don't
0: think I don't think a wolf throne would do sp- you understand how canines mark their territory old spice? This for what you're saying, this would literally smell like wolf piss. Um, I don't want to fart and have it smell like wolf piss. That's just a a confusion of bodily functions and scents. So we're going to skip that one. Old Spice Kraken Guard. Uh, No, I don't want my my farts to smell like a giant squid. Old Spice Red Zone Swagger. Old Spice, you're crazy. So out of all those scents, this was an easy pick for me. Got to scroll back up and we get to the the palm tree scent. Because, you know, sometimes like uh, when you're by the ocean, the breeze shifts and you suddenly kind of catch that tropical, you you know, scent, you smell the palm trees, you smell the ocean, the breeze shifts back. You don't smell it anymore. So, you know, obviously not too many beaches in Colorado, but I want to give someone that, that experience where the, you know, you're sitting, you're walking down a trail, let one rip. And they're like, Oh, is that the beach? That's delightful. You know, because, that's not an experience we get to have in Colorado, and I'm just really thinking for others and trying to make their experience in this world a little bit better.
1: I've got two. Uh, w- okay. One of them I just thought of. Another one I already had pre-planned. The one I just thought of right now is uh, fresh-cut grass. Like, I love oh, okay. wh- when I go for a jog, like on especially like a post rainy day or kind of a cloudy day, like running by fresh-cut grass, like I'm tired as fuck. I'm running. I'm jogging. I want to get some fucking water, some hydration. That fresh cut grass smell like reinvigorates me. So I think that... Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. You don't like that? I like fresh cut grass.
0: I have grass allergies. Oh. When I smell that, I'm like, okay. oh, this, this means my nose is about to swell up. Okay. No, thank you. won't
1: work for Aaron. But the other one, the one that I already planned, I already had an, an idea of, is bacon. Because there's no... If you, if you are... <laughs> unless you're like Muslim or you can't eat pork products... Like there's nobody that does not love the smell of bacon. Like you just fucking rip one, and you're like, oh, excuse <laughs> me. Someone's gonna be like, oh no, let me get closer to your b hole. I like the way that smells. Uh,
0: you know what? No, c- c- could we? Could you mend that? Instead of bacon, could you make it smell like sausage?
1: If you yeah, if you prefer if you prefer sausage, I prefer bacon, but okay.
0: No, because then someone's like, is that sausage? And you're like, yeah, I just gotta go drop a sausage off in the toilet. Be right back. Oh no, boo, boo that one. I don't like that. Uh, Armando on the toilet making sausage
1: some of the other answers on ask reddit are uh really smelly farts like I don't like that joke but like if you're what yeah I guess somebody was like I wouldn't want my farts to smell worse like I don't know I don't understand the logic behind that I guess they were kind of going for hey if my shit smells let's, let's let it smell even worse I don't know um, well
0: just keep in mind that People on Reddit, I would say, are about 300% smarter than people on other social media, which means they're still idiots. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: some of them might be trolling answers.
0: Yo, know, just just take take the comments with a, 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 a grain of salt and a pinch of fart.
1: Yeah. Another response is, I wouldn't change a thing. If farts smell good, you would just end up shitting yourself trying to push them out. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, another response is... Roasting marshmallows, hot chocolate, apple pie, dot, dot, dot. For some reason, I still want them to smell warm. <laughs> would, <laughs> would be so strange to. I like it. Re- would, that makes sense? Would be so strange to release a hot one and have it smell like Mountain Dew
0: or ice cream. Uh, I like. Yeah, I like. The, I, no, I get it. Yeah. I, you know what? Fre- like a fresh-baked apple pie. Mm. You're like, oh, I'm just letting this apple pie out of the oven. <laughs> makes sense.
1: A few more answers. Uh, hot dog water. Okay. Someone else said bubblegum, pop, pop. Fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. Okay, going along with the whole warm, like the warm smell, I guess. Uh-huh. And the last one is, there's a lot of them, but the last one I'm going to read is lavender. Uh, yeah, it's lavender's Ooh. got a, pl- a pleasant uh, smell.
0: Th- that's actually re- really nice if you're a couple because uh, there's always that that worry of like, oh, no, like you can't fart when you're trying to sleep in the same bed. It's going to be gross. But now... You just let off a little fart of lavender and you're just helping your partner fall asleep. You're just providing a little aromatherapy. Hell it's yeah. Like, oh, you had a long day. Let me let me just help send you off to Dreamland. And then they get that whiff of lavender and they're like, Oh, thank you, that's so considerate.
1: Instead of getting like that kind of like stink eye face when you're in bed with your significant other partner, you're like they give you a stink eye for farting. They'll be like, Oh babe, that's so sweet of you. Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh-oh. Which, that that would be the sort of better, lighter side of this scenario. The problem is, you know guys already will smell each other's farts? This would just elevate that to the next level. Oh, dude. And it, there would be sort of like a little fart Russian roulette going on. Because, you know, there, if you had like a group of guys together, they would be comparing their fart scents. And there would be that one guy in the group... Who didn't have a fart scent and was just like, oh yeah, mine's the best. Get in really close to smell this. And then he would just rip a regular fart. Or if it was that one asshole, it would be the the fart smell that smells worse than a regular fart. Oh, and no. just gross. That would happen constantly. Guys cannot be trusted with this sort of power. Uh, absolute fart power corrupts absolutely. And this would be too much, I think, for the male gender to handle. So maybe this would be only for women and women could finally sort of relax a little bit. And I, cause I, I think there's women out there who've probably been holding their farts in uh, like their entire adult life. Dude,
1: maybe that's what we gotta invent. Maybe we gotta invent like a pill that you swallow. Cause there's, there's things that you can do to make your breath smell better, right? But no one's ever really thought of something to make your farts stink. Maybe we gotta come up with that as an invention, dude. Like get on it. Like I'm not a chemist. Do you know any chemistry or biology? Like figure it out. Figure it out like a pill you, you pop and then your, your fart smells fucking pleasant. Like I would pay for that. You know, especially with the amount of gas I have, I would like,
0: I'd pay a lot for that. You know, interesting. It might, it might be have to be some sort of like underwear that convert, it filters it and converts it to a scent. That would wreak absolute havoc with your digestive tract if you were trying to convert the smell, because a lot of it is your your uh, body breaking down things, and it's like a fermented sort of smell, um, not fermented, but it, it's because of the the gastric acids and stomach juices and that. And that sort of decomposing aspect and you want that to happen so you can get vitamins and nutrients into your body so you might have to figure out a way to at the at the back end convert the smell the back end like it, a the butt back plug end.
1: that has like a filter on it
0: <laughs> exactly
1: oh, uh that was enough that was it for ask reddit um
0: so mondo right now we've got <laughs> we've got a lot of products we have to develop we've got uh captain jose chupacabra's uh, fine tequila. We've got pork rub. We've got the the fart converting butt plug. And what was the other one? There was one more. God,
1: I can't. I can't remember now. I can't remember now.
0: Uh, we're gonna have to get our interns on that. They, they should have been taking notes during all of this. I'll, I'll have them put together a business plan, and we're gonna get on this.
1: Fucking interns.
0: So that that was it for Ask Reddit. <laughs> and I was I was sort of making a a, a joke about uh, not a very good joke, but a joke about being. Uh, politically incorrect, and then of course the 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 fifth the fifth thing that I've got on my uh, my thing just says wrap up Jews, and it, it was it was originally just wrap up, and then I wrote Jews because before, uh, before we started recording, I was wondering aloud to you, uh, do I have license to make Jewish jokes now that I I've learned. Through Twenty Three and Me, that that I have a high percent of biological Jewish heritage, which is confusing, right? Because there's people who are Jewish religiously, and then I, I think Twenty Three and Me settled a debate. There, there's there's like I think three different sort of biological uh, Jews. There, there's Sephardic Jews, and that would be sort of the people of the desert, um, you know, fleeing Egypt, sort of Jew, Jewish people, and then there is Askenazi Jews which if you sort of think Russian German Jews who you know they kind of look like Russian peasants definitely much much lighter uh, complexions than their their uh, Sephardic counterparts but I've got a high percentage of Askenazi Jewish heritage I'm like do I get to make jew jokes now like do I have free reign or do I still have to sort of filter that, myself that a is bit? an
1: interesting question not just for uh, you know the on the Jewish side like Okay, my my niece and nephew are one eighth white and seven Hispanic. I believe that's the right ratio. I could be wrong.
0: So like, so you have one grandparent back there, yeah, who just banged a white or chick. Or maybe is what you're one quarter.
1: Me. I don't know. I forget the actual math. But they're they're there's there's a smaller percentage of white, but they are also a bigger percentage of of uh. Hispanics, so are they allowed to like can they only can they only make latin jokes or mexican jokes or like joke like if they're gonna disparage uh, latin or mexican can they also make fun of themselves for being white can they call themselves cracker like that kind of a deal like you know what i mean like at what point and then the more mixed we become as a as a race as a you know as a nation as a country you know there's a lot of uh uh, Inter race, ma- racial marriage, and all that stuff. Like, when when can you, and when can't
0: you? Well, so you got to remember, America is still plenty racist, which is which is weird because I remember having this conversation too about Jewish heritage. But in America, it's like if if you're even like half black and half white, I mean you're, you're you know you're mixed. America is like, oh no, you're black. America is racist, and you know what? Speaking to to, and this would be a little bit more accurate of a comparison, Gina Carano. If you're looking at more accurate comparisons, that is also the way the Nazis functioned. I think if, if you were like a quarter Jewish, then they still wanted to put you in a concentration camp and kill you. So there, there definitely, there definitely is that that's, that's the one, the one way where I was like, Oh, well, I I guess I have enough Jewish heritage where the Nazis would have for sure wanted to kill me, which did happen. That's apparently why that side of the family uh, tree is very, very sparse because a lot of them did not make it through the Holocaust. To end on a, a funny, sort of light note, I thought I was gonna—I was like, you know, what? this, this has been a, a sort of downer episode. Let's really, let's really crank up the humor, bring it out.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't have the answer to that. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we talked about this off air. Like the intent is important. Like if you're trying to be hurtful, then you're going to be hurtful. And if you're trying to be funny and comedic, like maybe there should be a little bit of leeway to, like you know, run with it. In your case, like I couldn't. I probably wouldn't and couldn't like crack a Jew joke, right? But I think you have. I think, in my opinion, you you got the green light to do it of yourself. Just the way I just the way I work, like I'll make I'll crack jokes about Latin uh, Mexican American heritage all day and all night. And you know, if you're my friend, you're probably you probably got my green light to, to make the you know Mexican Latin jokes as well. Like unless you're like. Unless you say something really, really bad, and and you know what those is, th- those are like I'm sure you have like spidey senses tingling when you're about to say some stupid. But for the most part, like if you're my friend, I don't care if you say some stuff.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you know how with Spider-Man's case, it will tingle before the bad thing happens. For me, it's usually after. I'm like, oh fuck, would I do that? <laughs> so on this podcast, I do really try if that uh, that sense goes off to immediately say, oh that was pretty bad, or like. Well, I probably shouldn't have said that just to acknowledge it because yeah, sometimes that really does happen. You're trying to make a joke and, you, you know, maybe you are sort of pushing the boundary a little bit like uh, that failed comedian who got booted from Saturday Night Live. And you were like you were trying to legitimately be funny, not just be racist. And you miss in those cases. Just be like, ah, I missed in the wrong direction. But I even remember a couple episodes ago, you, you were talking about how you never had, had did sleepovers as a <laughs> white people thing. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't have 10 brothers and sisters. And after that, like the little gauge no, it, in my head was like, yeah, yeah. that's a no, little bit racist, but I'm like, but that's funny. And it's really not that bad. and It's pretty accurate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. See, I
1: laughed at it. I laughed. Well, for one, you're my friend. Number two, like I know you. So I, there is context. Like, I know you're not trying to be hurtful and I'm not going to get offended. It was funny. It was a fucking great little, you know, uh, off the cuff joke. Which is true, and the same thing with me saying like hashtag white people like hashtag things white people do, right? Like that's not intended to hurt uh, white people at all, but there's there's certain things that you guys do that get away uh, get away with that we don't have the privilege of uh, having getting away with, and so my little jab is do the hashtag things white people do thing, but. It's not. It's not meant with bad intention. It's just supposed to be funny.
0: That's that's also part of it too. You got to kind of keep in mind. Um, there's a dynamic in co- comedy called punching up versus punching down. So, if it's somebody who is, you know, either oppressed or, or uh, not even oppressed, but just going after someone in like a higher power status, you have way more leeway. And so I think like Mexicans aren't normally that tall, so they're going to be <laughs> punching fucker. up against. White people. I'm tall for a Mexican little <laughs>
1: bitch. I'm five ten, ish. Five ten ish.
0: Uh, yeah, you're you're a hashtag, giant among men.
1: Things white people do:
0: skiing, tennis. I still, it's crazy. I have still never been skiing or snowboarding. Neither have I. Uh, but yeah, but I live in Denver. <laughs> That's like that. That used to be a common icebreaker thing that people would say. Oh, so do you ski or do you snowboard? Like it was a you know either or and I would say neither and they'd get confused like I just like took a shit on their porch or something like I what do you what do you neither what are you talking about like get out of here
1: oh, I, I just thought another one hashtag uh things white people do is golfing like although there are Hispanic and Latin golfers I'm not saying that that there it's the stigma is changing but it's it's predominantly like an affluent a white affluent sport right and uh it's been to my detriment in the professional realm. Like there's been a couple times where like a customer or whatever, like, "Hey, you want to go golf?" I'm like, "I don't know how to golf, dude. I I, I grew no. up I grew up in East LA, okay. bro. Like, <laughs> we don't golf there."
0: At, at this point, golfing I think is like more like a, a hashtag rich yeah, people uh, yeah. things rich people do than, than just white yeah, people. For sure. uh, uh, you know, you know, you're right. You're right. It, what hashtag white things uh, white people do? Ha 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 ha. You got ha. it correct. <laughs>
1: yeah i don't i don't
0: i don't know what i'm doing like stop me before (laughs) i was i was asking like oh what can you say that's racist and i'm like wow let's just let's just get right up to this boundary and sort of play a hopscotch back and forth over it this was i gotta you gotta stop me before uh, i say something that i really should not i
1: do i don't want to sound maybe it's because of the tough time i've that I've been, you know, trying to apply for jobs and get a get a gig here lately. But I do feel that in the professional world there is a lingering amount of subvert racism, like, and I'm not saying just Hispanic. I'm saying Hispanic, anybody that's of color. I I think that it's still there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that like, a yeah, lot of for times, sure. Like I reach a certain level of my quote unquote potential, and I feel like there's like kind of. Like if you look at the last several companies I've worked for in my organizations I work for, like all the executives are white or or male. Uh, they're all white males. There's like no there's no women. Uh, there's nobody of color, um, and that's with a, a quite a few of the last several companies I've worked for. And I just wish. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a hundred percent intentional. I think it just happens to be like hey i'm a white male i feel more comfortable hanging out and talking and, and socializing with other white males i'm gonna hire or promote another white male because i feel more comfortable with them um so it's kind of like it, it happens it just happens on kind of accident
0: well and, and also goes back to what you're talking about uh before where a lot of it's not what you know or even merit it's sort of who you yeah. know and there's this long established power structure it was you know white people were the ones in power and that's slowly getting broken down. And there's going to be less and less of that, you know, the more you know, people of color and women, but it just, it just takes a while because there's just fucking a lot of old trusty ass white dudes hanging on to that yeah, with I everything think they've it got. Be
1: very, very, I think it should be more heavily merit-based. Cause that's when we go to school, you're, you're given a, I think i talked about mm-hmm. this before. You're given a grade. You give a, you get an A if you're the one at the top of the class, yeah. you get an F if you suck. And, and, uh, and that's how, you know, we're educated. Our structure is like based on merit and how you perform. In the in the real world, it isn't like that, dude. It sucks. I mean, I just wish I, I just wish someone would give a that I is true. Someone would give a brown brother a chance at being uh, you know, middle management or beyond or whatever. I need a goddamn job. God damn it.
0: I also it was not lost on me that I managed to pick when I when I was a women's lacrosse coach, I picked like the one job where being a straight white male was actually a huge detriment like that was that was a huge red flag when i was trying to get hired they're like a straight like why just be, I mean, being a male w- was a red flag yeah um would be way way easier to get uh a, a you know a job as a women's lacrosse coach if you're a woman yeah it makes yeah. sense like it's just easier to relate to the players and then it also would have been if i was gay it would have been <laughs> much easier
1: like your other coach, like like their coach that you worked with. What was his name again? I
0: no, he. Well,
1: I, you don't need to go down yeah, that route. Ra- yeah. yeah, we not
0: yeah. We cut that part out. I think I think the only way it would have been more difficult. I think I think if I was a a relatively young straight black male, I I I don't think they would have. I don't. Didn't matter how good I was. I don't yeah, think they would have hired me. They would have been like, Ah, we see what's yeah, going I mean, on it here. Sucks.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks. You could have been the best fucking. Uh, coach ever you know and it,
0: that's it, what they were that, that is what they were worried about that i would be uh, the best uh, fucking
1: uh, no i was just gonna say i was gonna say your merit could have been like you were you've you've performed you've turned other you know so-so teams into like like championship caliber teams but if you're uh, like you said a young black dude um coaching an all women's lacrosse you know there'd be there would for sure be s- certain people on that chain of command, totem pole hiring process, they're like, hmm, we're not so sure this is a good idea. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is.
0: That's the other part, which which is a little bit difficult. Except for a very few schools, uh, most of them did not really give a fuck... If you were a good coach and you won like most of them, it was like, yeah, we need women's lacrosse for title IX Cause we have to, there has to be an equal balance of male sports and female sports and not even just the number, there has to be an equal amount of female to male athletes. Um, so you needed women's lacrosse to carry a pretty big roster and offset football because football has like 700 players on a team. So mostly it was like, we need someone to babysit and keep this team happy so we can have football and to a certain extent, you had to win because w- women's lacrosse players w- are, will go into, believe me, uh, women's lacrosse players will go into an athletic uh, uh, director's office and complain, and their parents will call up because it's, its you know, hashtag things white people do.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I mean, that, that's just 100%. Like, I, I could never have fathomed going, as a player, going into an athletic director's office to complain about my coach. But that—that uh, that is definitely something that happens in the women's lacrosse world, the the players got the previous coach that I took over for fired. Then I think in some cases with merit, we're, we're in the athletic director's office about me, but to be a hundred percent clear, not because I was being a uh, unprofessional coach and, and fucking around with the players. That is, out of any of the, the mistakes I made, that was never <laughs> even close to being one of them.
1: Excelsior. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't have anything else for the episode, sir, unless you have anything else you want to say.
0: Nah, let's... Like like someone who's just finished using pork rub, the preferred aphrodisiac of diabetics everywhere, let's wrap it up. All right, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.